0: Can you hear me?
1: Hello, hello. Hello. (laughs) Hey, podcasters.
0: Hey, podcasters. We are back.
1: Good to be back.
0: Back for season two of the Find It, Style It podcast. You might
1: have noticed no uh, production at the start of this podcast because it's just us talking to you to say, hi, we're back. Sorry we've been gone for a while.
0: We're going to tell you why we've been gone a little while.
1: And we want to tell you what's in store for Season 2 of the Find It, Style It podcast. I'm Scott Keenan.
0: And I'm Lauren Keenan.
1: Kind of excited to get back behind the mic. It's been a while.
0: I can tell. You look like you're really just bursting with ideas and can't wait to talk to our listeners. They're all
1: down on this piece of paper right here. We want to let you know why we've been away for a little while. We had a, a break, which was great. Uh, the first 12 or 13 episodes of the Find It, Style it podcast still up and plenty of you have been in touch about those, uh, getting back through them while we've been away. So thanks for getting in touch. Yeah, we went on a road trip to the US and had a fantastic time. We'll get to that shortly. And also we're going to tell you about... Lauren's 2016 Style School, where uh, will you tell them what you're going to do?
0: So I find often when I go to a client's house and we're having a chat about their style and what I think will work in their house, sometimes there's a bit of confusion around what different styles actually are. You know, we've got things like Hamptons and Scandinavian and industrial. And my definition of what those styles are might be very different to what their idea of what those styles are so just want to have a bit of a style school where we can talk about what these design styles actually are and how you can use them in your home where you can shop how you can research these styles and And really just give people some more knowledge about them
1: and it helps you when you're going to a shop or when you're talking to a stylist who might be helping you about how to communicate what it is that you like I think that's the most important part of it isn't it exactly and if Hit you can, the nail on the head. And if you can communicate what you like, it makes it much easier for the person in the shop to help you find what you like or for the, the stylist that you're working with to put it all together and look for your home.
0: Absolutely. So I'm so excited about that. We've got some great shows coming up around the style said, school.
1: That's why I took some notes, see?
0: I don't have any piece of paper in front of me. <laughs> I like to fly just by the seat of my pants on the podcast.
1: Good stuff. All right. Well, you can probably tell. No, not at all. So we'll get to that shortly, and we'll go through what it is that you're going to be covering in the style of school, but we've been away on holidays, and I just thought it was worth recapping um, for people the, the highlights of our trip, particularly from, a, I guess, a, a style inspiration perspective, because we talked a lot in episode four of our um, podcast about where we're going to be staying and why we chose those places Um
0: and I was saying how the main criteria for me when picking a hotel was what it looked like and I hoped that the good service would follow the uh, the great style of the, the accommodation.
1: And that was pretty much the case, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, definitely. Awesome, awesome accommodations that we stayed in. So if
1: you want to hear about all of the places that we stayed on our uh, on our holiday, plus as well some good tips about some nice, um, aesthetically pleasing hotels in Australia, go to episode four of the Find It, Style It podcast. But I, I just wanted to touch on um, a couple of the, I guess, surprising highlights of our trip.
0: It feels like such a long time ago now.
1: (laughs) It was a few weeks back and we've had time to mull over it and think about it. And really, uh, the the highlights absolutely come to the forefront now for me. And the first one that we should talk about is the Catskills in New York State.
0: This was definitely your favourite area, wasn't it? And I loved it too, but I have another favourite, which I'll get onto shortly.
1: Yeah. Well, this was sort of, we'd had four nights in New York City. You know, I think we've said before, we live in the city in Sydney. So you get that hustle bustle here and you get it on a much grander scale in New York City. But it wasn't a
0: huge stretch from our everyday life. No,
1: and and we had been before. So it was lovely to go back, had a great four days, but then to jump in the car, we we, um, hired a car. Um, headed two and a half hours up the road with a spot of shopping um, uh, along the way and a
0: couple of detours, perhaps getting lost. Um, yeah, the old sat nav
1: <laughs> threw us a few times. Never mind, we got there at the end. Uh, yeah, we we made our way to the to the Catskills, which is kind of like. The snowy mountains of New York State, kind of like a cross between the, sort of the southern highlands and the snowy mountains, you know, sort of... Tinned. But it was
0: summer, obviously, when we were there.
1: It was summer. So foresty, beautiful creeks and rivers, and this kind of emerging scene.
0: And bears.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> got to mention the bears. There are
0: bears in the Catskills, everybody, yep. bears.
1: We, we saw bears, we heard bears. The locals don't sort of seem too worried except for when they start rummaging, rummaging in their bins and things.
0: Well, except um, when you're like us and you don't know that there are bears there and you decide to walk home from a pizza restaurant with a box of leftover pizza and there are bears in the area that you know nothing about at that stage. Yeah, that's
1: probably not the smartest idea. Not one of the smartest things we've done, definitely not.
0: Anyway, thank goodness the accommodation was amazing.
1: Yeah, so the Graham & Co in Phoenicia, which is just a really smart small little town, great little motel. They've done a great job um, updating it without uh, redoing it or knocking it down and starting again.
0: I can't really recommend it highly enough, actually. We had such a great time and it did look really fun on their website. I think we described it in episode four. It had a bit of a summer camp vibe, but when we got there, it was all that and more for adults only. There were no kids around, not that we have anything against children, but, you know, sometimes when you're adults and you're on a holiday, you just want to chill out and and not have um, little ones around. And it was such a chilled out place, an awesome pool and...
1: Beer on arrival, um, uh, bikes that you could use for free to get into town.
0: Roasting marshmallows on an open fire.
1: Yeah, well, they had um, like fire pits outside. It actually so got a bit hot, too hot for me. <laughs> it was the middle of summer, to be fair, but um, it was fun nonetheless. And uh, that sort of coupled with... The, uh, the Phoenicia Diner which in the region is one of the m- sort of most highly recommended places to, to go and eat. It's a bit of a hidden gem but uh, those in the know do recommend it very highly and, and we would recommend it really highly as well.
0: And I just want to touch on the interiors because we are an interiors podcast yep. not a travel podcast. Yes. Just really simply done but you could tell that the quality was there. You could see it in the bedding which was really amazing linens. Um, a lot of the timber they used. Comfy beds. Comfy beds, yep. The timbers were Raw. rustic but they really suited the, the vibe of the motel and um, just overall just perfectly done. So go check out the Graham & Co. if you're ever in upstate New York.
1: Yeah, that's the Catskills. There's some other great places along the way as well. And, you know, we, we went hiking – did a whole bunch of stuff and there were some other nice hotels that we stayed into. I think we touched on the um, Rivertown Lodge. Oh, Rivertown Lodge. That was beautiful too. In fact that wouldn't have been in the podcast because it was a last minute change for yes, us. Yes,
0: because we were supposed to be Airbnb, but that got cancelled <clears throat> at the last minute. <laughs> um, but thankfully we found the Rivertown Lodge, which you should also look up on Instagram or put put those details in the show notes. It was like the Graham and Co. with an extra dose of sophistication. Oh, I thought
1: absolutely. So these guys also had a bar and a restaurant. They're all from
0: New York. They've all decided they're going to like do the whole "let's move out of the city" thing.
1: And that's what I liked about the Graham and Co. because it was so well put together as a um, a proposition. When you look at it online, and when you when you go there, the guys who run it are from uh, are creatives from an ad agency, Brooklyn. so they get they get the look spot on. And I think likewise with the uh, the Rivertown Lodge. It was an old cinema complex, or an old an old uh, cinema, cinema on the main street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and um, they've gutted that. Or and in America, they
0: see the movies. If you see the cinema, they don't know what you're talking about.
1: No, we've made that mistake once before as well. But yeah, that was that was fantastic. That was in Hudson, and I think a day is probably enough in Hudson. But there is again, you know, lots of great outdoor activities to check out in the area too. And
0: about. Um, 3,700 antique shops in the one street.
1: (laughs) Yeah, the interiors, you know, it was a particular style, wasn't it? Yeah. For shopping. Probably try uh, New York City for your uh, interior shopping if you want something a little bit more modern. But definitely Rivertown Lodge. So that's the Catskills. Now your favourite.
0: Well, I want to take us to the West Coast now. So we've been talking East Coast, let's head West Coast. So As we're sitting here recording this podcast, I'm looking at my cork board in my design studio where I have all my bits of inspiration, and I can see some awesome photos that you have taken, Scott, in Palm Springs, and Palm Springs was definitely my favourite place on the trip.
1: What a surprise. I mean, we only went there for a day. We were staying three nights in Los Angeles It' a day trip out to Palm Springs. It's it's
0: about a two-hour drive if you leave at six in the morning, which we did. Yes. Not much traffic. Great. What a little gem. It's amazing.
1: I was, I was absolutely blown away. I hadn't done much research. I'd heard of Palm Springs. I knew there was sort of a connection to the, the 50s movie stars and um, that it had the interesting mid-century modern architecture. But beyond that, I didn't know a lot about it. And visually, from the natural landscape through to the architecture, I was absolutely blown away.
0: Palm Springs was really a bit of the playground for the rich and famous in the 1950s and 60s. And... The reason that all the Hollywood stars went to Palm Springs was because it was in their contracts from their from their studios, from the big Hollywood studios, that they could only be two hours or two and a half hours from the studio at any one time. Pretty restrictive. But yep. anyway, so they found this little oasis, Palm Springs, middle of the desert, but green and lush because it had this water table thing underneath it. And it was two and a half hours from LA. So that's why they all used to go there as their bit of, you know, weekend playground.
1: And then you had this architecture element, and this is where sort of the interiors thing comes in. Obviously, there's a particular type of, of furniture that they use to, to furnish all of these places, and you might talk a little bit more about that. But the, the single-story architecture with idiosyncrasies of the style with the sloped roofs and the um, other elements of the architecture, just so so incredible.
0: Yeah. So at this point, I want to give a shout out to Michael Stern from The Modern Tour. I know he's not on Instagram, but you can certainly look up The Modern Tour, Palm Springs, uh, Michael is such the a yeah he's like an encyclopedia of mid century modern architecture. We are going to be doing a bit of mid century modern stuff in style school, so we'll get onto that later. But if you're ever going to go to LA and you want to take a day trip to Palm Springs or go and stay there, then I can highly recommend um, looking up Michael Stern. Um, he's even written books on on the, that. Type of architecture. And he has
1: one I think publishing at the moment. It's just about uh, rolling off the uh off the publishing at the moment. Yeah,
0: we wanted to interview him actually, but he was a little bit shy. He wasn't too keen to be on the podcast, but a uh, great guy, knows so much about it, lots of anecdotes. And also and, and
1: incredibly well connected as well, like if from everything from real estate through to Hollywood. This guy knows Everything and he knows a lot about a lot of people, which is which you know makes the tour so interesting when you're on it.
0: So a lot of the tours in Palm Springs only take you to the stars' homes, which is fun. We saw a you, you know, of those you do you around. do want to do a bit of that because yep. that's a bit of fun. You know, the tour that we went on with Michael, he had such great access to to the interiors of homes rather than just the other tours, which were driving up and seeing the outside of the home. So we actually got to go into the home where Elvis and Priscilla. Had their honeymoon?
1: Yeah, and it was like a six or nine month honeymoon. I think it was like nearly a year, and nearly a year. So um, they basically rented this home. It was
0: called the Alexander House. It was a house that an architect who was already famous in Palm Springs designed for his family, and then they rented it out to the Presleys. And the
1: and the architecture was really um, unusual as well. It, it had um, sort of circles as the as the theme of the home, with four um, large circular pavilions. Rooms, I guess pavilions you'd say pavilions, almost yeah, exactly. Kind of looked
0: a bit like a flying saucer from the outside, didn't it? <laughs> it
1: did. And it also had a lot of the original sort of furniture and fittings still in the home. Oh yeah, like the uh, the the lounge, the built-in lounge that snaked all the way around the living yeah. room area.
0: You can sort of picture. I don't know who was Elvis fat at that stage. Uh, not too fat. No. I was just kind of imagining fat Elvis like laying on that big long couch with his, you know, his bowl of chips. So, what was it that he ate? It was something really. It was
1: um, peanut butter and banana fried sandwiches. Yeah.
0: I can sort of imagine him hoeing into or a ba- couple of. But there must have been bacon in there as well, for on, sure. On that massive sofa, which seriously had to have been probably more than 20 metres long by the time it had sneaked around. Absolutely. Where I was going. Yeah. Lots but, of glass as well, looking out onto a pool, which was really
1: pretty. Yeah, like lots of natural light coming in. And I, I loved the uh, the kitchen. So the kitchen was obviously circular, and there was a huge kind of cooking station in the middle with a massive um, exhaust ca- sort of coming out Range yeah, like a massive circular range hood that sat over the top of it. But on the bench as well were so all the original elements were still in the in, in the top of this um, cooking area. And just off to the side, I loved the um, the fitting in the in the top for appliances where oh, you could interchange actually. Them.
0: I think what is you're it? meaning to say is it was kind of like a built-in little station where you could clip in your blender yeah. or clip in your mix master or whatever
1: it was, which... All, all powered from mains. Kind
0: of seems funny that that idea didn't take off, but anyway, <laughs> uh, it, it didn't. Um, I thought it quirky. was... It was very quirky, yeah. You can see it was quite the, the love nest and now it's, it's really just a, a showpiece of the kind of architecture of the time.
1: And we got access into some other homes, some other uh, 1950s examples as well, which you don't get to see uh, anywhere else. Yes. And one other home that we got to go into, which we won't mention names, but w- wow. Did
0: someone say Oscar winner?
1: Yeah, I'm not going to say anything more than that because uh, it was – in it- just an incredible home.
0: Let's just say we weren't supposed to be there.
1: (laughs) We'll leave it at that. We'll leave it at that, yeah. So that's Palm Springs. um, As well, if you're looking for somewhere to stay there, there was a couple of great hotels. there were. So
0: we were staying in LA at the Avalon Hotel in Beverly Hills and the Avalon has a sister property in Palm Springs. Called the Avalon. Called the Avalon as well. And we had Brekkie there and then after we did all our touring, we went back there and told them, oh, we're staying in your hotel in Beverly Hills. Can we have a swim?
1: Sure, come on in.
0: Yeah, which was just actually it was cool. the water was pretty warm because it was, well, it
1: was and this is the thing you're in the middle of the desert it was nearly 40 degrees that day so that the, the pool water was sort of 26 27 degrees. June
0: is probably not the time to go to Palm <laughs> Springs we should just say if you're planning on going there it
1: actually the it didn't detract from our trip though
0: no we're Australian we're hardcore we're used to that kind of thing That's but it was pretty hot and also we had lunch at the Ace Hotel which is also in New York and L.A., very funky. It's where all the beautiful people go. Um, lunch was great. Um, we had a great coffee. We had a great iced coffee. Yeah, there. I'm not sure we were tanned enough to ask for, to go swimming in their pool, though. No. <laughs> no. So we skipped that one, but definitely a great place to stay or eat.
1: And there are plenty of great photos of the architecture of uh, the, a lot of these homes that we saw on the tour on my Instagram and on Lauren's Instagram, but you can find them all just using the hashtag USA tour.
0: Yeah, so that was our trip. It was amazing.
1: Oh, we can't forget New York. There was uh, I want to shout out to Dan Churchill. So Dan Churchill is oh, a
0: little man crush going on here. He's
1: a foodie and uh, you might have seen him on MasterChef a, a couple of years ago, and he also just filmed Surfing the Menu Next Generation with Hayden Quinn. He gave us some great uh, tips for where to eat in New York, which was really good fun. We bumped you, into him You in the weren't
0: even going to go up to him. <laughs> you were in the toilet, and I knew you were dying to go up to him. So while you were in the bathroom, I went up and said, "'Excuse me, are you Dan Churchill?' Well done, you. And then Scott come, comes back from the bathroom, and here I am having a lovely old chat with Dan, who was very nice.
1: So, selfie of us with Dan on the Instagram as well. <laughs> Shout out to him. Top guy, really impressive. And he's doing great things uh, on YouTube and Instagram, so you can check him out there Dan Churchill AU on Instagram. And then The Standard, where we stayed, I think it's worth a mention. That is one serious party hotel. <sighs> place
0: part. was just like, messed with your head a bit. I so thought.
1: after our 10-day road trip around New York State and, and uh, parts of Canada, we came back to New York and had two nights in New York City and stayed at The Standard uh, down mm-hmm. in Chelsea.
0: No, it's the Meatpacking District. No, oh, the Meatpacking
1: packing District, just on the border. Let's call it on the border uh, of those two areas in New York City. And uh, that place is pumping. Like, it was really, really cool. And it's weird. You can
0: imagine rock and roll stars going there and just trashing the rooms. Yeah. Oh, you? yeah. And, the, and- rooms, the room was beautiful. I, I loved it. It definitely had that 70s vibe that we talked about in our previous episode yep. when we were discussing our, our trip. Mm-hmm. Yeah, lived, definitely lived up to it. And the view, especially from the gym, was
1: amazing. Yeah, unbelievable.
0: Um, but yeah, I, I kind of felt like I was a bit of an imposter there a little bit.
1: I just felt old. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I felt old and when I got in the lift and everything went black and that sort of crazy Alice in Wonderland sort of music and psychedelic light show started happening every time I went in there, I felt a little bit motion sickness.
1: Yeah, true. But I think it was all worth it for the um, the, the the Friday night party that we had on at their rooftop bar. That was awesome.
0: La Barne, yeah, it's called. And, uh, Not La Bain, La Barne.
1: And, and the, the, the view from the gym, like you said, phenomenal. Um, who wouldn't be inspired to go and exercise with a view down? the Hudson and over to Jersey like that. Well,
0: I'm not normally an exerciser when it comes to holidays, but we had basically eaten our way across America. It was a necessity
1: by that point to go <laughs> and uh, jump on the treadmill for a bit. So um, check out all the photos from that tour, uh, hashtag Tour. Okay, so season two of the Find It Style It podcast is really going to be focused on Lauren's style school and really to, to help you decipher your favourite style. We're going to let you in on what the buzzwords people will use, um, what the styles are and aren't, I think, which is important for people to yeah, know. Yeah, because
0: I think some styles are a little bit misunderstood, so I just want to clear the air about those. And debunk actually the myths. Debunk the myths, um, just break it down for you and tell you how you can easily you know, get it happening in your home.
1: So episode one is going to focus on the Hamptons.
0: I feel a little bit sorry for the Hamptons. It gets a bit of a bad rap, and I think that's why I wanted to – Set the story straight. Set the story straight because the Hamptons can be a a really beautiful look whether or not you're close to the coast or not. So that's going to be the first episode up.
1: Okay. um, Episode two, Scandinavian.
0: Australians have a bit of a love affair with Scandi, um, but Scandi has changed a lot. And I want to sort of talk to you about the the next wave of what Scandi looks like.
1: It's also drinking, uh, drinking, um, watching the block. Uh, the Jeez, other, the someone, other, someone's got beer so, on the brain. Sorry. Um, watching the block the other night, we could have played a drinking game. Every time they mention the word scandy, you have a shot. You'd be wasted it's by the It's a bit of event.
0: a go to style, and I just think. Scandi's evolving So let's talk about that
1: Good stuff Um, Industrial
0: Industrial has been going strong In Australia for a long time now But we're now seeing it sort of working With some other styles as well um, So it doesn't look so harsh So I want to talk to you About how you can combine that And soften it a little bit
1: Good stuff Episode 4 We're going to go to Mid-century modern And and have a little bit of a look About the Palm Springs look And how you can bring that Into your own home Yeah
0: How you can modernise Mid-century modern For uh, 21st century living
1: And then um, Episode 5 Will be the last in the 2016 Style School, uh, and you're going to talk mid, uh, modern country.
0: Yeah, so country is probably another one that gets a little bit of a bad rap sometimes, but country can actually look amazing and a more contemporary style of country um, decorating is completely different from what you might have in your mind as sort of, you know, the 80s style um, table and chairs that mum might have had in the kitchen. That <laughs> was that lovely hall. folk art. That You know, let's scrap all of that. Modern country is completely different.
1: I'll be interested to hear about that because that one – Sort of uh, a bit of an eyebrow raise there.
0: Well, your eyebrows have raised quite a bit right at this point. You're looking at me like <laughs> I'm crazy.
1: No, no. I'm, I'm really keen to hear about that. So Hamptons, Scandinavian, industrial, mid-century modern and modern country will all get covered off uh, on the next five episodes of the Find It, Style It podcast. And that'll be uh, season two of the podcast. We want to hear about... Uh, you know, whether you've got any questions on any of those styles, are they your favorite? And if so, what, what are the things that you're unsure of uh, on those styles? You can email Lauren. Lauren at FindItStyleIt.com.au or you can get in touch via the socials, uh, Facebook or Instagram. It's at FindItStyleIt. Mm -hmm. So we want to hear your questions ahead of season two, which kicks off next week. The episodes will drop weekly and you can, of course, uh, subscribe to them on uh, your favorite podcast app, including iTunes, uh, so that you don't miss an episode.
0: Excellent. Can't wait to get started.
1: That's uh, episode zero done and dusted. Everyone's up to date. We're really pleased to be back talking to you, and we can't wait to bring you Style School for 2016.
0: Excellent. Let's do it. See ya. Bye.